Hey Ryan, I'm thinking of starting another podcast. Yeah, and what about? How to sell black market toenail clippings. It's going to be a hit. Why would... Never mind, never mind. I don't know who would listen to that, but more power to you. Only issue I'm having is uh, where to host it. I've tried different places. I've checked out uh, different hosting sites. All of the hosting sites cost money. And the few free ones that don't, they don't give you anything like listener views or geolocation, like where they're listening from. And on top of all that, I still need to make my own website. You do know with Fire Talk Radio, where our show's hosted at, we use Anchor.fm, right? Huh? It's great. It's free. You can see how many downloads each episode has, where people are listening from. That's Anchor.fm. That's right. You sent that to me. Well, do I still need to create my own website to uh, get it to, like, Apple and Stitcher? No, Anchor does that all for you. When you sign up with your email, it gives you everything you need to host your own show and podcast. It gives you the website. It gives you the RSS feed. It allows you to attach it to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the other ones. Thanks, man. That makes things a ton easier. Now, can you take a look at this rash? I'm worried I have monkeypox. Uh, no, that's all you, man. That's a personal problem. So, what was that website again? Man, you got a, such a short attention span. I'll it's Anchor.fm. Either go on your phone, your tablet, or your computer. I'll just send you the link as a backup again. But check out Anchor.fm. Coming up on this episode of Fire Talk Radio, Beto O'Rourke shows why he's still a douche. Doctors prove that Leah Thompson or Thomas has an unfair advantage because evidently we needed doctors to figure that out. Uh, School bus or school safety plan uh, struck down by Chuck Schumer. Pelosi has uh, quite a bad week this week. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial finally ends and uh, we give our thoughts on it or at least I will because I don't know why I had to follow that whole damn thing. Uh, The Supreme Court leaker is discovered, and the Ministry of Truth uh, might be no more. So, all that and more coming up on Fire Talk Radio, episode 34, 5, 35. I can only count to four. I can only count to four. I can only count to four. I can only count to Dude, I was hey, just listening back. to that song earlier, and it's stuck in my head already. So hearing the intro just goes, "Oh, we're just gonna." <laughs> and then when it cuts off, it's like my brain goes, "Wait, what happened to the rest of the words?" <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, do me a favor. Uh, welcome to Fire Talk Radio. I'm Jason. That's Ryan. Uh, I need to put some headphones on because I forgot to do oh. that. I'm listening through speakers. So while Ryan tells you how to get a hold of us, I'm gonna put headphones on. So. Ladies and gentlemen, so yes, it is episode 35 of Fire Talk Radio. Um, 
We always check us out on our website on firetalkradio.com. Facebook us at Firetalk Radio. Our email is firetalknetwork at gmail.com. Phone number for voicemails, 814-380-9820. Please leave us a message. Send us something about episodes that you've listened to if you want to and you want discussions. We can work those discussions in and try to elaborate to see what we can make different. If we're wrong, tell us we're wrong. If we're right, great. Um, we're never wrong. Oh, I I try not to be. Um, <laughs> I mean, I prove my wife wrong all the time, and I feel like I, I that's a bad idea half the time. But I do it anyways. So, um, man, every time, every time, uh, okay, I've come to the conclusion. I want Johnny Depp's lawyer Camilla on retainer to argue for me whenever I get into a fight with my wife or get into an argument or a debate with her because I don't, I don't know. Is, I, is I, don't think I know I, I'm I don't right. Think I, I'm not saying you're wrong there. She, she fucking, she put your wife in place. Yes. But I don't, I just think that's just a road that we should never go down. Well, the thing is, is what I what I like about is just that whole no. This is my question. You talk to me. You answer the question. Like, do you ever like get into a debate with your wife or an argument, and somehow, like, it makes this left turn, but you don't know how it made this left turn, and now you're arguing about something else that you're not prepared for. Oh no, I I, I I'm there all the time, and. and- I'm a, it's absolutely I'm right. a good, I'm a good debater. I'm a, I, I, you know, and most people I'm like, no, you stick to the subject at hand, you stick. But for some reason, when it's me and my wife, somehow she like veers it off and I don't know how we got there and I follow it. And now the, I, the word, I'm, the words, the phrase you want to go with. No, that is not the topic at hand. And then ver- veer it back. I've done that. I, uh, I've tried that. I've tried that. It doesn't work. It works in every other situation. Every other person, when they try to, when they try to, uh, you know, like, um, uh, you know, red herring me or something like that. I'm like, no, 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 get it back. This is what we're talking about. That's a whole nother subject. We can talk about that later or in a different, but this is somehow with my wife. I don't know what it is. It's like, I always fall for it. And now all of a sudden, like, I, we were, we're in a direction where I don't know where to, I'm like, I don't know how we got here. I wasn't prepared. I need to get notes. I need to do research. Like, you know, and I'm like, how, how did I, I need Camilla to be like, no, these are my questions. You answer yes or no. Oh, I mean, she, I, okay. So in, in, since we're getting there, this I'll put this up for everybody. Um, if you catch us out, we're on YouTube also. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please check us out there. You'll let you know when we're actually live. We're not a live show. You'll always see our episodes. Actually, you'll see our episodes first on YouTube if you check us out there. Um, hit the little actually... hit the little bell, and it'll tell you when we go live and everything, yeah. and when a new episode is up. Because yeah. we get these out, I think, in this the last two episodes uh, because I didn't edit them. You actually did because I didn't have time. And, uh, 
they're like one is like three weeks out another is two weeks out like and i feel bad because it's not timely a lot of the stuff but to be on time with everything uh yeah get uh uh subscribe on youtube because you can watch this live or just watch it as you know like right away oh yeah so this um is uh when they're when they got amber heard to actually admit to the op-ed um and that is the key part of this whole defamation is is that op-ed Good? Yeah. Good. All right. Your next question. Ms. Hurd, at the beginning of your cross-examination last week, I showed you an audio where you told Mr. Depp to tell the jury, tell the judge, tell the world that he is a victim of domestic abuse. Do you remember that? That's correct. And you testified you found it hard to believe that Mr. Depp would tell the world that he's a victim of domestic abuse. Didn't you? I said I find it hard to believe that he would do that knowing that he himself had beat me up for five years. Mind you, that is not what she said on the goddamn record. No. Not at all. No words. The thing came is, up saying- Amber Heard has lied so much, and you can only hope that uh that the jury has seen what we're seeing. That's the hard it- part. It, so here's the thing. Okay. I don't know about Virginia specifically, but most of the time, um, like we can go back and we can rewatch what she said and all of this stuff um, and really dissect, but the jury only gets to hear it once. Mm-hmm. So if they didn't write down, if they were looking off somewhere else or something and they didn't catch it right then and there. So that's the hard part with juries is they only hear it once. And so all of these lies that she's been caught in, they may not catch all of them. Hopefully they caught enough to go. Everything that comes out of her mouth is bullshit. Yeah. All right. We'll go back. But he has told the world that he's your victim of domestic abuse. Hasn't he? Well, he started to say that only recently. He didn't make that claim up until very recently. So when we signed our divorce agreement and we signed a statement saying that neither party had ever said false claims for financial gain, it was relevant and important to me because I was the only one making the accusations. I was the only one making those claims. He wasn't doing that at the time. And he signed his name to it. You didn't expect as many people to show up and testify on his behalf that did, did you? Incorrect. When you told this jury under oath that you never assaulted, actually, struck that. Um, when you told this jury Mr. Depp because you thought of Mr. Depp pushing Kate Moss down the stairs, you didn't expect Ms. Moss to agree to testify that that never happened, did you? Incorrect. I know how many people will come out of the woodwork to be in support of Johnny. So you think Ms. Moss needs to come out of the woodwork to testify for Mr. Depp? Everybody who was around in the 90s and the early aughts knew that rumor. I had heard that rumor from multiple people. Of course, that's what flashed through my head when my violent husband not only swung for me, but all of a sudden swung for my sister. Of course, I thought of that. I did not expect her to show up or not expect her to show up. It didn't matter. It doesn't change what I believed at the time when we were on the stairs and I thought he was going to kill my sister by pushing her down the stairs. You told this jury under oath that Mr. Depp was aggressive and trashed a trailer in Hicksville. You didn't expect the manager of the Hicksville property, Morgan Knight, to come forward and testify that that was untrue, did you? 
Incorrect. I've already been through trials with this man. I know how many people will come out in support of him. When you told this jury under oath that you had no idea that the paparazzi would be at the courthouse on May 27th, 2016, you didn't expect a TMZ employee to show up to testify that TMZ had been alerted that you would be at the courthouse and knew exactly which side of your face to take a picture of. I want to pause it for there for a second. So if you haven't seen the TMZ guy up there, he said how long it takes to verify a video before they're allowed to post it. The video of that, of that, uh, thing when she was walking out of the courthouse was 15 minutes therefore well she was the one who actually gave the video right she's he, the only you're way talking about that... is the video of uh Depp smashing stuff in the uh kitchen correct smashing cabinets she's the one that gave it to them they verified it within 15 minutes that it was she's, uh she's the original copyright holder of the right. film and he also testified that she cut off the beginning and the end that and there the was end a section that was at given the beginning to, and end that was cut right the ones that they actually played in court that didn't look so good for amber heard was not the one given to tmz yeah did you i know how many people will come out and say whatever for him that's his power that's why i wrote the op-ed is I was speaking to that phenomenon. How many people Boom. come out in support of him and will fall to his power? He is a very powerful man, and people love currying favor with powerful men. Currying favor know that and risking jail time. So, for all those that watch this on the YouTube, if you were watching the video or haven't have already seen this, pay attention to the to the audience the most, because the audience caught it. The question is, hopefully, the jury caught it as well. As is right. Amber Heard has not admitted not once, but twice she wrote the op-ed that was a that dictated towards Johnny Depp. That is the key part of this defamation case was that op-ed and that she has stated that she didn't write it about him. She fucked up now is the question. Did right. anybody else catch it? Time for committing perjury. Excuse me. I didn't. I didn't hear your question. You didn't hear my me? question. Miss Vasquez, if you do mind, curry, please just repeat the question. I didn't hear you. Curry favor and commit perjury in this courtroom. I have seen people do this. Man? I have seen people do this time and time again. That's why I wrote the op-ed. You didn't expect Ben King again Australia to show up from England. He flew from England to testify that Mr. Depp's fingertip was found exactly where he said it would be. Did you? I have never heard Johnny testify to knowing where his finger was or really, frankly, making a claim that he knew where it was when it was found. I've never heard Johnny claim that. You didn't expect Johnny Keenan Wyatt. Johnny has never Ms. actually Heard. said that. Ms. Heard. And I think the jury can, yes. Ms. Heard, there's no question pending. You didn't expect Keenan Wyatt, Mr. Depp's longtime sound technician, to show up and testify that Mr. Depp is not being fed lines through his earpieces, but instead music, did you? Not that it matters much, but of course, of course I did. I, I know how his employees treat him. So you probably, I know how his, his team treats him. Of course I expected that. Okay, so you probably expected Isaac Bruch to come and testify for Mr. Depp, right? Um, I'm not sure I thought about that. Yeah, but you didn't expect Mr. Bruch to weep, to weep for Mr. Depp. 
after what you've put him through and so many others with your lies. I Did relate you? to I relate to Isaac because he and I are There's the only no ones who have cried on this stand. Nothing further. All right. Uh, redirect. Oh, my God. Um, I, I've never wanted I, I never wanted to just. So Aquaman and the trial between Johnny and her, her claims the fame right now. That's it. That's it. I mean, <laughs> she was in she was in some smaller stuff. Uh, she was in uh, like, oh, God, what is that? MMA movie from 2009 or something like that. Uh, um, oh, wait, she, she was, was in Zombieland. Where she, she was got at the beginning of Zombieland. Yeah, she got awesome her face smashed in. With that, a toilet. That, yes. With the back of a toilet. Best scene ever. Yes. Um. <laughs> now, here's the great thing. Um, on one of the last episodes, I think I said it on here. I don't remember if I said it on here. I told you off air. I won't go see Aquaman two if she's we said in. it on here because we already talked about that. Yes, Aqu- we were no, we were there. Aquaman 2. Are reports that Warner Brothers is completing completely cutting her from the movie. I mean, if it happens, they've it, cut it, her from the trailer from the latest trailer they released. They cut her. Well, no, that was an extended trailer. So, so her mirrors particular part. So I've on IMDb or it was not IMDb. I forgot where I saw it. They did Warner Brothers put out the whole synopsis of it. Lady Mira literally is only in 10 minutes of the whole film. And, and according to Amber Heard, she had to beg to get that part in Aquaman 2. Because yeah. um, they actually, uh, in news reports, said no, uh, her and Johnny Depp had nothing to do with them not wanting to hire her. It was the fact that she had no chemistry with anybody on the cast, that, including yeah, that was the thing Jason Momoa. Jay, well, Jason Momoa came out and said that he was he had there was something there, but it just wasn't wasn't what they were looking for. So that's why Mira's part was cut as much. Even as her was. part in Aquaman one was like you could have literally put an AI in there and would have done just as good. Yeah, in my opinion. I mean, she it was so. I know the whole thing about you know it being uh underwater and she's supposed to have a flat looking face and all this stuff but still like she had no dimension to her anyway it it, it, it felt uh it didn't feel right as her as that character they could have right. picked i actually Le- thought they should have used emily blunt but she ended up doing something else i think um, emily blunt would have been a better Lady Mira. Like, literally, they could have CG'd an AI in there, and it would have been just as good. Um, And I'm not going to lie, I'm not a big Aquaman fan. Um, With the movies... No, your power is talking to fish. Well, we grew up in the 90s. Aquaman, it was always dictated that all... he was he, the he rides one that you really and... couldn't use unless it was a water thing, and that was it. And he talked to fish. Right. Granted, I mean... Jason Momoa's version of Aquaman 
is, in fact, a little bit more than just him talking to fish. He's a, he's, he's a little less one-dimensional. But yes. Yeah, I never I never cared for Aquaman. Like, as far as uh, the Justice League goes, I think he was more useless than Green Lantern. I don't know. I mean... At least Green yeah, Lantern I, could, like, fly and create... And, like, no. oh, I'm going to punch you with this big giant fist that comes out of my ring. Um. Yeah. You know, or he can hold stuff up if a building is falling with his ring, stuff like that. Yeah. Aquaman, he's just, he can swim really fast and he's strong. And not even like super strength strong. Just, I'm stronger than most people. Yeah. He's and I can like breathe one, underwater. And I, and yeah, I can, I can breathe underwater. I, I can talk to fish. I can breathe underwater. And I'm stronger than most people, but not quite as strong as Wonder Woman or Superman. And even in the, even in Justice League, um, Batman had a bigger role to play than he did. Well, I mean, and Batman's I, just ben a rich Affleck's guy. Batman. I, that was that was the thing in Justice League. Uh, 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 Urza Miller's Flash. He was like, "Oh yeah, what is your power? I'm rich." Fucking, but, and he's I'm not rich gonna be and the I can flash make, anymore. I can make awesome suits, and you know, yeah, yeah. I could, I could snap. I mean, he is the DC's version of Iron Man. He just didn't. Right. He's not showboating. I'm Batman. Um, I mean, I still. I'm not gonna lie. I still like the Dark Knight's Batman, uh, the best, I because. The whole, you strip was, away everything from Batman, all the money and everything. He's still a fucking ninja. To where correct. And, um, all of the other Batman iterations, you strip away all of his gadgets and his money and everything. He's not a fucking ninja. He's a nothing. That's why, was, to me... Well, speaking of... so. The this Dark Knight is, is, is really a, my favorite version of Batman. I was I was never so all right. So Batman Begins, the the Dark Knight was more of a Joker movie. Batman right, I mean, just there. If we're um, yeah, if we're talking uh, well, if we're talking that trilogy, I'm talking the the Dark Knight um, uh, graphic novels. Oh, okay. So we're talking about the graphic. Okay, so I, yeah. I was, I was like, I, I figured how we were. Which gonna do I, it. which I know the trilogy so, was based off of them graphic novels. Oh yeah. Um, so obviously, but the graphic novels and um, my, Batman Begins, he's a fucking ninja. Yeah, my actual favorite ones were the Golden Age DC, um, with Todd, um, and. Yeah, granted, yes. There's the Court of Owls. Um, there's, um, you. I mean, you have the Rajah Ghoul and all. That's when everything was coming to together. Um, 
now the thing about Batman not in only the, is in the yes, comics, he's a ninja, but the the synopsis of Batman was he's the world's greatest detective. Right. That was the yeah. That was the golden age of like the 30s through the 50s was more of a yeah. detective novel, not a yeah. not a uh you know stalk in the middle of the night. You know you know yeah. Um. That you're the one that turned me on to that uh, um, documentary on uh, Hulu. Um, I am um, Batman. Bill or... Finger and Batman. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was uh, an amazing. Bill... Bill Finger's the reason why Batman looks the way he does. If it wasn't for him, he he would have looked terrible, and he probably and it probably would have never worked. You have to admit Here. the early Batman did look terrible. Oh fuck yeah! I mean, he, it was it he, was absolutely he wore blue. His his ears uh, on his mask were like the size of the mask. I mean, it was yeah, no, it was so campy. And then you got I the was... the Batman TV show, the Adam West. Uh, that didn't do it any justice as far, but that was, it was based more was off just... of the original style of the comic book when they changed into the the dark persona the dark uh the dark knight i was more of a fan of warner brothers doing it in the cartoon series oh yeah with, even in the cartoon uh, series in the 90s uh, he was a ninja yeah because there was uh there was uh, uh episodes that show him going to japan and he's got yep. his black belt and he's uh doing judo against people there's a movie that just came out uh, on hbo max uh, uh batman son of dragon where it shows where he's young and he goes off to learn in that style before becoming bat then when he comes back to the u.s in the gotham and now as batman really showing the dick dick of the two different lives but um well, it, it's a good. It's don't really forget good. the uh, the West. I almost said Wes Craven. No, uh, who did the first the nineteen eighty nine Batman? Um, uh, the Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton Batman. Right, but who was the director? Um, um, uh, Tim Burton. Edwards. Tim Burton. Thank you, Edward Scissorhands. Um, yeah, Burton. So, uh, Tim Burton said though he even uh, based that Batman movie off of the dark knight graphic novels that was i watched why it was oh it was everything was pixelated behind black where yeah that was the purpose of it um right the he fact wanted that it he didn't want to the do flash so the flash that's about to come out uh uh that where keaton is returning Burton is actually on the cast of the director producer areas because that's the only reason why Keaton would even return. Um, so it's going to be interesting. So Keaton's Batman is returning in the new Flash movie as Old Man Wayne, still being Batman. So I, but they keep rumoring that Michael Keaton is going to turn into Old Man Wayne for the Terry McGinnis version of that. 
And I think it's time. I think it is absolutely time. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Bruce Wayne, the, the story of Bruce Wayne, but the thing is they keep rolling that story over and over and over and over. I you, think it's like the people that have like been a, around long enough. It it's they're kind of waiting like, okay. for I, I Terry love McGinnis Spider- to take over take the mantle. Yeah. I love Spider-Man and I like how Joe Rogan put it um a few epi- a few weeks ago. Uh the thing with Spider-Man is is they keep retelling the same story because the story of Spider-Man is always Peter Parker gets bit by a spider somehow. They 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 change little details here and there. Yep. And of course the latest one, he's with the Avengers and he gets the super suit from the, you know, uh from Iron Man and all that stuff. But so the theory about how Peter Parker in this ver in the Marvel cinematic version, how he got bit. It was at Stark Tower where he got bit. I, I assume that since I assume because there's because there's no Oscorp, right? So that's hence why they feel that that uh, Tony is feels so more responsible for Peter Parker being Spider Man. That makes um, sense. That's a, that that was always my canon for it. The hint for the new Spider Man. The next three is to actually start introducing Miles Morales, which will make a twist because Miles Morales is the new Spider-Man. Right. So Um, in a different universe, in a different multiverse. Well, Um, there is. Yeah, there is one of the multiverses. Spider-Man and Miles Morales are both there working together. So. You saw Hawkeye, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, the 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 show on Disney Plus, Hawkeye. So that actually happens after uh, the third Spider-Man movie. Multiverse it happens a couple of years oh, no, after, I thought. I think. Um, yeah. Because so, uh, the Spider-Man, this Spider-Man happened uh, almost immediately. So we had we had Endgame. And then almost immediately after yep. Endgame was uh, Spider-Man 2, Far From Home. And then as mm-hmm. soon as he gets back, that's when, uh, multi- uh, not Multiverse Madness. Uh, I just watched that um, last week, by the way. Um, away, no, away uh, from home. Uh, away from, no, Far From, no. Um, far From, No Way Home. No, no way, way Home. I was going to say can't go home. Um, <laughs> oh, my <laughs> no God. No Way Home. Yeah. So, um. All of that took place because uh, it was five years after, so that would put it at 2023, I think. Yeah. 2018, 2023. And then Hawkeye takes place two years after that. Yeah. And that's why Hawkeye didn't know who Spider-Man was, even though back in Civil War they met. So, um, it's it's going to be interesting because we know Kingpin isn't alive. Daredevil's picking up an episode now, getting a series on Disney Plus soon. So that's going to fucking tie in somewhere. So, and then, so there's a chance you're going to see Daredevil and Spider-Man work together fighting the Kingpin again, like they did in the... 
so that that part is very interesting that that could happen it's so easy to speculate and run down a rabbit hole especially what i love is that spider-man crosses over so many things because he was with the defenders uh he was with uh the that's the key like when i saw the defenders episode on netflix i was like we're we're missing somebody spider-man spider-man was a defender right and um because of the five punisher was also i think punisher was first introduced in in spider-man wasn't he like not on the defenders not on netflix but i mean on uh just as yeah just as a character yeah he did show up Mm -hmm. and all so um you know so that's i mean that's what i love about all this but the spider-man story itself like joe rogan says they just keep retelling the same story with oh slightly different people slightly different things you know and like how many times can you watch the same the same story happen again and again and unfortunately that's kind of what happened with initially with batman you know you have batman and then batman begins and now we have the batman and it's the batman was the one with robert patterson was very different it didn't tell the story how he became batman well neither did the first batman though neither did the 1989 batman the only one that does is uh the dark knight rises or not dark knight rises batman begins the batman begins yeah um where batman where the batman versus superman um with ben affleck it was like 40 years of him already being batman and now and that's what i like about it and that's why i think we need like you said old batman we need to we need to find a way to get away from the batman is in his you know 20s late 20s 30s he's a playboy during the day he's the dark night at night um because that's what it that's what it was in the comics the comics just keep recycling themselves and yeah. so that's where i think uh you know having having the old honestly that's um as much as uh i didn't like bat bat woman bat woman on wb bat girl bat woman bat woman um, I didn't like that. I didn't like the way that they did it. And then, of course, they changed between the first and the second season and all that stuff. But when they had her on the crossover with uh, Arrow and all of that, and they had to I go thought to the that dip. was I thought that was very entertaining. The the whole full crossover with all of them the there. whole crossover when they had to go to the Earth where Batman had already fought Superman. He defeated he Superman. Him. He killed them, but he's basically walking around in an exoskeleton because his back was broke and all of that. I thought that was and a the great... best thing is it was Kevin Conroy, which has voiced Batman since the nineties. Um, yeah. Every game you've ever seen with Batman has been Kevin Conroy. Um, most of the movies, Kevin Conroy, few of them were Jason Eccles. Um, so he's, and then there's a rumor so that Warner Brothers is uh, piloting a live TV show version of Batman again, which hasn't been done since Adam West. Adam West, so that would have been early 60s? When was yeah, the original so Batman? 
It was 60s, 70s. Um, but Jason Eccles is is reportedly to actually be Bruce Wayne in that series. They're actually doing it as a television series. And I'm like, yeah, 1966. I don't I don't know how that's going to work, but I'm willing to give it I'm willing to give it a, a, some attention cuz what here in the next what week or so well, this week, fucking The Boys Season 3 comes out where Jason Eccles pops up as Soldier Boy. Yep. That I'm looking forward to. I can't fucking wait. Um, I know. Watch Obi-Wan, the first two episodes of Obi-Wan. I watched the first one um, with my son. I I haven't watched the second one because he wants and he's been gone so all weekend. So I haven't had a chance to watch. I'm like, oh, I watched I him without see. my kid. My kid wants to watch him with me. I, was like, I, I couldn't wait. I told him I'm sorry. Um, but I'm gonna watch it with them. It was fantastic. I oh, thought it was, it, it's going it, to. It, it's I think great, this and is I love what they did. I love, I love what they did. I honestly think by, this is with, be uh, with the storyline. Yeah, but I love what they did with the storyline at the beginning of him, like just doing everything he can to. He basically, uh, you know, said. You know, at, I'm not going to give stuff away. I'm just going to give away the beginning of uh, Obi-Wan saying, listen, we lost. We lost. We have to keep our head low if we want to survive. And mm-hmm. my job is to watch over this kid and make sure he survives. And then train him when he comes of age. And, of course, uh, Luke's uncle wanted nothing to do with it and all that stuff. But um, oh, yeah, it's. Uh, I love where they picked up and basically the Jedi that survived is being hunted down one by one systematically. By the Inquisitors. So this is great. So the Inquisitors run tail end with uh, Star Wars Rebels, the cartoon. So technically what is going on at the same time is roughly about what is happening during Rebels. See, this so, is where my timeline is off with everything because I never watched Rebels, I never watched Clone Wars, I never watched, you know, oh any of the God, cartoons. You need to take it. You need to take like a week and just watch all of it. Um, my wife told me she was. I never got a chance to get into Star Wars. And I'm like, you lie so much as as much as we watched them in this house. I said, fine, we're going to take a week. We're going to watch all the movies in order. I'm going to do it chronologically. Chron- chronologically or by year. Nine. Plus, no, we're going to do it. We're going to do one through. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the movies one through nine. I'm going to interject Clone Wars, the cartoons, um, and the little offshoot movies like Han Solo and uh, Rogue One. The other one? Um, Rogue, Rogue One. one. That was actually a fantastic. I actually love how they good. did that one. Yeah. Um, and then Rebels with, within the rest of the movie, and then go into Mandalorian, um, and then seven, eight, nine, until well, all of Obi Wan. Well, you should wait until just... all of Han Solo is done before you go into uh, Rogue One. 
Cause well, I mean, I'm gonna watch Hans. I gotta watch the Hans. We gotta watch the Han Solo movie. I mean, it's gonna be there. It's gotta. I gotta look at the chart of where it's placed at. Yeah, but I mean, before There's you watch, if you're gonna watch there. them all chronologically, you gotta you gotta place yeah. after. Um, I after seriously doubt they're gonna do three, another Han Solo. Have so three, and then uh, what uh, the cartoon that you said, and then. Han Solo, and then um, Rogue One. Well, no. Uh, Obi-Wan, Han Solo, and then Rogue One. We'll get there. And then 7, 8, 9. And then aren't they coming out with another one where they're talking about uh, her parents, like how her parents raised parents? I don't know. I have no idea how they're going to do that. I thought they. I thought I heard they were going to come on. out with another movie or miniseries or something with Ray's parents. They have a movie and they they just haven't really discussed it. They're they're keeping it as hush as they can. Um, I want to talk about. Well, oh, let's before talk we about the the. Before we What's jump up? into something else, let's let's go back to some of the crazy stuff from uh, the Amber Heard trial. Oh yeah, Be- got off on a tangent. Okay, we so did. you played about her uh, admitting the uh, op ed. This is such a weird. Um, this is such a weird case because um, one, the people that came out, uh, like okay, this literally this guy. He has so much power. This this guy literally uh let me share the screen here. Um this is this this was supposedly an expert for Amber Heard diagnosing Johnny Depp, basing some of it on how he acted in his movies. Did you look at that one processing speed? Look at it. It looks so weird. Like he's. Is, is that, do I have to answer that question, Your Honor? You have to answer questions. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, you'll be happy to know I didn't see Willy Wonka uh, as a. You know whether Marlon Brando used an earpiece? He's dead? <laughs> no. So the answer is no, he does oh not use never fed his lines through the earpiece, which I know he was, but read he was. And that may have been that example, Mr. That it was music. I guess the question you are. So this supposed expert is based is saying that uh, he's narcissistic and he's uh, slow. He's low functioning based, based on his movies, based on his movies, saying he watched Pirates of the Caribbean movie a movie and he read that johnny depp was being fed his lines through an earpiece which everyone knows marlon brando was um there's actually a few different uh actors that have done that that have admitted to that are saying that the whole i'm an expert witness i'm saying as an expert witness let's start with the easy question my thing is if you have to say you're an expert witness you're not one yeah yeah if you have to tell everyone I am an expert at something. 
that's basically proof that you're not. Okay. Uh, doctor, you're going to have to just answer the questions. Okay. okay. Sorry about that. Haven't been yeah. getting into it. You, you need to just answer the questions, okay. Dr. Spiegel. That's the I'm judge. not too well arguing psychiatry because I'm telling you what it is. Dr. Siegel, you just need to answer the questions. Okay. Mr. Depp fell asleep with ice cream in his hand. That's not vomitous, right? I, I was told it was vomitous. Oh. So now he's basing his expert, quote unquote, expert, because he was told. You can look at the picture that Amber Heard took of him asleep. She says he was passed out and there was an ice cream bowl that spilled. And a lot of people are saying it looks staged, which I don't doubt it. At this point, I don't doubt anything is staged. Everything is staged. We've seen Mr. Depp during this trial doodling and eating candy. Uh, what, if any, uh, evidence would that suggest that he has narcissistic traits? Objection, Your Honor. No foundation. I'll sustain the objection. And I love that, uh, this, in this his lawyer this reaches over and gets some can, of his, his treats. Uh, yeah, his lawyer. I love her so much. I am so in love with her. And she's I'm just sorry. making a smirk, and they're all just laughing there. I I am sorry. I am so deeply in love with her. Counsel for Mr. Depp came back and said, uh, are you aware Ms. Hurd has been diagnosed? Okay. So that's that. Um, Here is Amber Hurd talking about, did we, did we show her talking about uh, being, uh, don't not donating? Claiming that she donated but didn't. Yeah, we we yeah, we did that the last time. Where, but I'll play it again. her fun. Yeah, technically her funds. She has no funds. Uh, of that seven million or five no seven million. That's all she has. That's that's, seven that's million all. That's dollars. like ninety percent. That's all, and most of that now is going towards her lawyers. Like she has mm-hmm. no money, and. She keeps saying uh, during this uh, that she she's being questioned like, so you didn't uh, donate, even though you told everyone you didn't donate. You, well, you I know I, she I has them. a counterclaim for a hundred million dollars, right? Yes. We're going to get into uh, some Which of that real quick. So fucking ridiculous. You have not donated the seven million dollars donated, not pledged, donated the seven million dollars divorce settlement to charity. I use pledge and donation synonymous with one another. They but I the don't. Ms. Hurd, I don't use it synonymously. That's how donations are paid. Ms. Hurd, respectfully, that's not my question. And then she goes on to say, when when you buy a house, you don't pay for the whole house at, the, at one time. Um, yeah, you do. I just bought a house. Guess what I had to do? I had to take, take a, a loan, loan from a bank to pay the whole house at one time. Now I have to pay the bank back. Mm-hmm. I don't pay the owner of the house little bits at a time. Mm-hmm. All right. And then uh, going on to the uh, the closing. The closing is the best. So I'm going to actually, no, I'm going to play. Uh, Johnny Depp's lawyer team brought in this really fancy looking like P 
pew or not pew um little stand for them to have their notes on when they were reading too i was like man they they couldn't use the one that was there they had to bring in their own they they're yeah Caribbean. <laughs> they are so unprepared they look like the thing is when you have the when you have the truth on your side it's easy to make the other side look like garbage oh yeah so, so this is not uh, here's johnny Depp, uh, any basically i know that the end of his testimony but um uh she stares no. at him like hoping that he'd look at her and i did tell the truth and i have stuck him up for what i've been carrying on my back reluctantly for six all right and then camilla's close this 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 sums it up perfectly uh right here and it's so funny when i uh when i watch or uh, go online to TikTok and stuff there's always these i swear they have to be bots because no person of general intelligence would argue and say that uh, Amber Heard is the victim here. No person. But there's always people in the comments defending. And I swear it's people on her PR team sending out bots. Either she's a victim of horrific abuse or she's a woman who is willing to say absolutely anything. Let's talk about the giant lie at the heart of this case. Ms. Hurd's claim that Mr. Depp is an abusive monster and that she is a public figure representing domestic abuse. At the start of this case, Mr. Chu and I told you that you were going to hear some disturbing and graphic tales of abuse from Ms. Hurd, and they were designed to shock you and overwhelm you, which you have. We told you that this would be a performance, the role of her lifetime, as a heroic survivor, survivor of brutal abuse. When Mr. Depp brought this case for defamation, Ms. Heard went all in. She spun a story of shocking, overwhelming, brutal abuse. She came into this courtroom prepared to give the performance of her life, and she gave it. What we have is a mountain of unproven allegations that are wild, over the top, and implausible. And you can't pick and choose which of these wild allegations to believe and which ones to disregard. You either believe all of it or none of it. Either Mr. Depp sexually assaulted Ms. Heard with a bottle in Australia, or Ms. Heard got up on that stand in front of all of you and made up that horrific tale of abuse. Yeah. She said uh, he uh, basically raped her with a bottle and she was bleeding and yet never never sought medical medical attention never went to a doctor um now here's the thing she could still win um if you look at the jury instructions i'm going to put these uh this link uh in the show notes for you to put up um so uh need to add right here okay 
So I'll put this link up, but if uh, if you look at the the at the jury instructions, they they took one of the instructions out. There was like four of them, and then one of them got struck out. Yeah, so I'm reading the latest one from uh, yeah, because there Fairfax there was a County. D. D yep. was struck out. So in order to uh, 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 make these claims true, you have to find that uh, the defendant, uh, Amber Laura Heard, Miss Heard, that the issues in this case are summarized below. When Miss Heard made or publicized any of these statements, so put yourself in uh, the jury's uh, head. Miss Amber Heard, A, spoke up against sexual violence and faced uh, our culture's wrath. That has to change and said that has to change. B, then two years ago, I became a public figure representing domestic abuse, and I felt the full force of our culture's wrath for women who speak out. C, I had the rare vantage point of seeing in real time how institutions protect men and accused. And they did have a D in here that basically was really easy to go, yep, she said and did all that, and that wasn't true. And somehow her lawyers were able to argue that as not being a part of the jury instructions. Number two, do any of Ms. Heard's statements imply or insinuate anything about John, Mr. Depp? Yes, she actually said she wrote it about Mr. Depp. Uh, number three, were Ms. Heard's statements seen by anyone other than Mr. Depp? The United was, States and the world. Yeah, yeah it, was, <laughs> it was put in the Washington Post. Four, and they have to find out all of these, by the way. Did yeah. Miss Heard's statements convey a defamatory implication to someone who saw them other than Mr. Depp? Yes. Oh, yeah. Are the implications or insinuations about Mr. Depp in Miss Heard's statements false? That's going to be the hard one. And that's where they have to uh, go, well, did he really abuse her or not? Like, did she, the stuff that she put in there, were they false? Because if they're true, truth is a defense to defamation. Oh, yeah. Number six is another one, too. Did Miss Heard make the statements with actual malice? Actual malice means I she knew they were it. false. I intended for them to be false. You know, I made these. If she even believed that they were true. Like if someone says something like us talking here and someone sues us for defamation, if we think that what we're saying is true, that's not actual malice. It might be malice, but not actual malice. And number seven, if Mr. Depp is entitled to recover, what is the amount that the damage is? So um, they don't have to give the full amount, the full 50 million. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, of course, uh, you know, with respect to Ms. Hurd, and then they talk about liability issues. Her claims uh, the issues in the case are summarized as follows. Um, did Adam Walden, while acting... Okay, so this is her against Depp now. So, and this these yep. ones, because remember, they're, they're judging two cases, a suit and a countersuit. Her case is, one, did Adam Walden, who was Depp's uh, former attorney, while acting as an agent for Mr. Depp, make the following statements? Amber Heard and her friends in the media use fake sexual violent allegations as both a sword and a shield, depending on their needs. 
they have selected some of her sexual violence hoax facts as a sword, inflicting them on the public and Mr. Depp. B, uh, quite simply, this was an ambush, a hoax. They set Mr. Depp up by calling the cops, but the first attempt didn't do the trick. The officers came to the penthouse, thoroughly searched and interviewed and left after seeing no damage to the face or property. So Amber and her friends spilled a little wine and roughed the place up, got their story straight under the direction of a lawyer and publicist, and then placed a second 911 call. And C... We have reached the beginning of the end of Miss Heard's abuse hoax against Johnny Depp. So those are the statements that Amber Heard uh, in her case against Johnny Depp is saying that he defamed her, even though it wasn't Depp himself. Then, are any of the statements about Miss Heard? Well, of course, they're all about Miss Heard. Were any of the statements seen by someone other than Miss Heard? Yes, he made them publicly. Are any of the statements false so in this case are any of these a b or c false if they believe that uh you know um he didn't uh you know call 911 and uh you know uh rough the place up uh you know um if they believe any of those three are false then johnny loses um were any of the statements made again with actual males? That's going to be the hard one because they have to believe that the lawyer that spoke on Depp's behalf believed that they were false, knew that they were false, and said them anyway. If Miss Heard is entitled to recover, what is the amount of damages? Um, and then the finding instructions. Miss Heard made... Or publicize the following statement, uh, you know, the statement about is it false, all that stuff that I just read. So, I mean, they have they have a hard time. That's the thing is, this case is not, what the jury has to go through is not who was, who was more of a monster, Johnny or Amber. It was these specific questions. Yeah. Now... I like what Camilla said, which was, you can't pick and choose which ones are true. Either she told the truth through, all, through the whole thing and, every, and you can believe everything she said, or you can't believe anything she said. And I'm more inclined to not believe anything she said. They do have to have a unanimous decision on this. So this isn't uh, where more than half of the uh, jurors have to agree on it. They have to have a unanimous decision. If they don't, it's a mistrial, and they have to go through it all again if they uh, choose to. But I don't think Johnny would choose to. I think Johnny got his word out. I think whether no matter what the verdict that is, that's why. That's all that matters. He he got what he needed out. He needed shown, and now everybody's seen how she has acted during right. this whole thing, and that alone. And that was the thing with the UK trial for anybody. That was the thing with the UK trial is at the UK trial, they had actual witnesses that came up and said, no, this thing, this sexual assault that she's claiming her actual assistant at the time 
told her about what happened to her uh, with a uh, previous partner. And Amber took it and uh, used it as her own at the UK trial. And Mm -hmm. because it wasn't televised or anything, all of that, you know, yeah, it got published, but nobody really reads, you know, what happens in the Daily Mail or something like that. You know, it's there one day and it's gone the next. But this trial went on for six weeks. People were able to see just the type of person that she was. So I'm rooting for Johnny. Oh, yeah. I hope he wins. But even if he doesn't, I hope that neither of them win and neither of them have to pay each other. And she's still stuck stuck giving $7 million to everybody else. Yeah. So she's going to be broke anyways, regardless. And she's Shouldn't destroyed her career. $7 million. <laughs> yep. And I think in the court of public opinion, Johnny cleared his name. Oh, yeah. In my opinion. So. Um, okay, moving on. Um, we had a school, another school shooting. Yes. Um, that was... A horrific, horrific event for so many reasons. Um, I don't think we necessarily need to go into all of the details of it because basically it's been everywhere. But um, short answer, um, 18-year-old kid, I'm calling him a kid, uh, 18-year-old kid bought some rifles and i think he had a pistol on him too if i remember correctly he did but he was in the state of texas at his age he is legally not allowed to have a pistol right uh michigan's the same way 21 is the legal age um but uh so he entered a school somehow through an open door that was not the main entrance so a teacher left a door propped by a rock. So the school was not complete, 100% secure. Okay. And backing um, up, first he shot his grandmother. Yes. He shot his grandmother. Then uh, he jumped in the truck. He drove it to the school, busted through a yep. uh, fence, went through that, um, went into a classroom and mind you this is a gun-free zone school all schools are gun-free zones um understandable but yeah and and he was in there for 45 minutes an hour something like that um longer than he should have been right um and uh horrifically murdered uh students a teacher um it was awful i think what's more awful was the police response in my opinion to this i think what the cops did were cowardice completely and so, their reasoning is, is they were afraid he was going to shoot them. That was the, that is the dumbest reason ever. You are an officer. You are, that's, you are 
told you are the one to go in. Right. You're like a soldier. Um, you go into harm's way. Okay. I'm going to preface this. What I'm going to say here forward, saying officers, law enforcement, firefighters have no legal obligation, no legal duty to um, risk their own life to save somebody else. I understand that. The Supreme Court has said that. Um, the My Sandy Hook uh, case said that. That's why the uh, that Broward County uh, deputy at the school that ran away, um, nobody could get any uh, money out of him or anything like that. That doesn't what take I the moral obligation, the moral, those... the moral liability away from them. Understand what I don't agree with is is that they stood and barricaded and they arrested parents and tased parents. Yes. For trying to go in and rescue their own children, even though they officers wouldn't. sat outside for forty five minutes. And the, knowing the that there was an armed person in the house in the school. Yes. Um the um, thing is, now this is now this has turned political, which is dumb. So well, they're coming for the guns. So, but the thing is, it's not a gun issue. This was a mental health issue, more or less. I don't even okay, see yes. it as mental so, health. But go ahead. The the kid had psychologically they they did a deep dive into him. He was not right no um when my psychologist know i've gone to enough of them to kind of have an understanding of what they're re of what how they're writing it out um i am not making an excuse for him he he deserved he would deserve to be shot period um my thing is i believe we have enough unemployed vets. We can give them jobs and place them at every school in the U.S. I believe a deterrent needs to be in place. I understand it's a gun-free zone. But people who want to see the most reactions go to gun-free zones. As Chris Rock put it, don't go to parties with metal detectors because all of those guys waiting outside know you ain't got one. Correct. Um, and, but, so, my other thing is, is that this school has done, for doing history of the school, has done active shooter um, drills before. Um, just as a precaution. Because, sure, why not? It's We live in that day and age, which is sad. The doors are equipped with a special lock, and only few people have a key, a master key for that lock, which was not available at the scene. So that doesn't help the situation. I Mental health is an issue. And everyone says we should 
get rid of our guns. No. If you look at some of the church uh, attempts where people go in, there's a guy with, there's another guy there with a gun that has no problem practicing his Second Amendment right to save everybody else by taking out the one gunman thinking that he he has his way. Two days after this, um, and was it North Carolina, I think it was? Look it up. Uh, there was a story of a gunman that went to a graduation party, I think it was. And um, he was taken out by a grandmother that had a concealed weapon. Um. So my thing is, uh, with something like this, it was in Arkansas. Was it Arkansas? Okay. It was Arkansas. Seventeen-year-old. Um. He uh, they went outside to an Arkansas gener- uh, graduation, and he was shot. Um, there was another one in Tennessee. Um. All right after, and on the thing is, is that. I think this, I want to say this, I think the Swiss do it right when it comes to gun control. They do very similar of what we do. They have a registry. You have to train. They make sure everybody is trained. Well, there's a women, uh, men. There's a uh, uh, force military. And then yes, they have you a get force one year cert- military for all men between 18 and 34. And then you, you get must to keep serve your at least service one rifle. Year. Yep, you keep your service rifle. Yes. And but if it is found out that you are not capable of taking care of that gun anymore, they will come and remove it. Um so I mean that is that is completely understandable. But that that's the thing is that training is needed. Well, and I still say, I know a lot of people that are not military, are not uh, law enforcement, but they are firearm enthusiasts. Yeah. And they are, I would put my life in their hands before I would any police officer. Um, now, that brings me to my first point that I want to make. When I went through training... We learned a lot from Columbine. And we learned even more from um, the uh, Virginia Tech shooting. One of the things we learned in my department was um, we called it Code Red, uh, an active shooter situation. And what we did is the old way is doing what these police officers did which is set up a perimeter um wait for uh specially trained uh uh tactics and uh uh, weaponry to get there um you know call it swat call it cert uh call it uh bring in the uh the rig with uh with the shield um wait for that to get in and then uh you coordinate people going through the school and one by one uh clearing rooms and then clearing people out that was the old way 
mm-hmm. the new one. And this is what a lot of police uh, departments do. Mine did it back in the early 2000s. They did it in, uh, uh, they claim that that's what the uh, standard is in Florida, which is as soon as there's more than one officer on the scene, those officers enter. So in my car that I drove, you know the term uh, I'm riding shotgun. Yeah. Okay. It used to be that um, there's a shotgun that, uh, you know, was in the front seat, and normally they would just lean it uh, up against the uh, uh, passenger side when – and uh, if someone rode shotgun, they had to ride where the shotgun rode. That's how that came. Um, What we did is uh, we actually had um, in our vehicles, when we went out, we had our uh, sidearm, plus every car when we went out, we – put a uh um an ar in there for each officer so there's a there was a rack in the back above our heads that you had to push a button and it released it for like three seconds five seconds just long enough for you to grab and yeah either put it up there or take it out um and so it the way our training went is as soon as two officers got in there you each grabbed your uh, your rifle or your pistol, whatever you have, and you don't go through and clear rooms. You go through and you check going down the hall, check the room. Is the person in that room? No. Go to the next room. Is the person in that room? As more officers come, they fill in and they do the same thing behind you so that eventually you have officers going room to room in all directions. You don't wait because... Here's uh, what we found. Um, The average shooting lasts eight minutes, I think it was. Eight to to ten minutes. Something like that, yeah. Um, The average person, so the average trained person uh, takes, you know, an average trained. And by that, I mean me and you. Uh, going sure. to the shooting range, some stress. Uh, it will take us roughly 30 seconds to, you know, 20 to 30 seconds to realize there's a threat. Um, it's called the Ula loop. Uh, realize there's a threat, figure out where the threat is coming from, uh, decide what to do about the threat and execute that decision. That decision can be, I'm going to pull my firearm, shoot back. That can be, I'm going to run. So in any given situation, whatever happens in that first 30 seconds to a minute is going to happen regardless. Uh, Now, uh, somebody that's highly trained, we're talking uh, um, high caliber military, high caliber law enforcement, high caliber civilian that goes to these high stress uh, simulations, stuff like that. They can knock that down to maybe about, you know, less than 10 seconds, uh, some cases down to, you know, less than one. But um, so given, you know, one minute, whatever happens, happens. The uh, the guy in the uh, uh, Virginia Tech shooting in one classroom had 10 minutes in one classroom. Nobody could fight back. Nobody could leave. So he could basically execute them at will 
Yep. In this case, he had 45 minutes in a classroom that nobody did anything. So they needed police there to cut that time down to one minute, two minutes, five minutes. The better option, though, is security on campus. And I'm not talking putting police officers on there. I'm talking armed security. In my opinion, plain clothes security. That's why I would always. That's why I was saying that uh, vets. You have vets would be a good one because um, they they have they understand what they're looking for. They already have a lot of the real world training, and nine times out of ten, they're the ones that are working. They're they're looking for work, and right, yeah. Put put two of them at a school. Two of well, them. That's let's all you think need. of this. In the United States, there's roughly 100,000 schools, okay? Mm-hmm. There are over 300,000 vets between the ages of 25 and 60. Yep. So you could do that. Um, but it's not just having the people there, okay? So that's one because you need somebody there. In my opinion, I, you know, The only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. And the amount of damage they can do is proportional to the amount of time it takes for that second gun to get there. In this case, with this kid, it was a, uh, what was it, an uh, off-duty border patrol. Yep. He he got into the building and took care of it. Right. He did what the police didn't, wouldn't do. And... So anyway, it's a good guy with a gun got there. So it's not just that. We also have technology. Okay. One, not propping open doors because you need one way in. You need a funnel point. You need one way in, multiple ways out. So you need doors that in my son's school, they are supposed to keep all the doors locked. I know in this one, they're supposed to. Oh, yeah. It's this teacher that propped it open that allowed him to do it. When I go to my son's school, uh, uh, he's homeschooled right now. We actually, my wife just signed him back up for school next year. Nice. Um, I told her this time we're not pulling him again. Um, and so anyway, uh, he, in order to go into the school, you have to go through first one buzzer and that lets you into in between doors. Then yep. you have a video camera looking at you. You push another buzzer, the other buzzer, uh, the person says, uh, you know, what your name, did you have to state your name, who you're there for, what your business is. Then it doesn't let you into the hallway. They have doors that go into the hallway for the kids, you know, like when school starts, you know, to come in and leave. But they let you in and it goes into the principal's office or the main office where the principal and the vice principal and the secretary and all that is. And then from there... If you want to go to your son's classroom to pick him up, they call down to the classroom and they come to you. You're not allowed to leave or they have to give you, you have to go through a background check and all this stuff. Um, Every year I go through the background check anyway, because I'm a coach for our school district. So I'm already in the system. So they never had a problem letting me in, but um, you give them your driver's license. They copy it down, all that. You need that funnel point. And then you need security cameras and a person watching the security cameras to see, 
This guy walked through the hallways with them ARs. There was nobody in the hallway. It wasn't lunchtime. It wasn't recess. It wasn't, uh, it was during during, during instructional time. During instructional when the halls were clear. You do that, uh, camera catches. This person has a gun. He's walking through the halls. You hit a buzzer. That buzzer goes off and that tells every classroom to lock their doors. That's the best thing you can do is trap them from getting to you. And you can still open up windows, you know, open them, make windows that open up so that it's open up enough to let air in, but not let people in or out, all of that stuff. And we just gave $40 billion to another country for their war. Yep. That $40 billion could have paid for a lot of this for schools. But instead, what the Democrats want is they want the Republicans to go on record saying, we're going to take away everybody's Second Amendment right to protect themselves, to protect their house, to, you know, all of that. And don't forget, this guy, this kid, he passed a federal background check. Yeah. Twice. Twice. So it's so this whole, well, we need background checks. Uh, we need we need to close these loopholes. We need to, none of that would have prevented this. What would have prevented this, even even recognizing him, these red flag laws, in order for the red flag laws to work, somebody actually has to say this person is. And I don't like the red flag laws that are in states because they eliminate due process. Somebody, your neighbor that you're in a beef with can say, hey, he's unstable. He owns guns. The police show up, they take your guns, and then you don't see a court date for a year yep. or two years. So. The GOP announced a school safety bill. Um, It didn't even stay up long enough before it was squashed. But here's Chuck Schumer explaining why he uh, made sure it didn't go through. There is a plague, a plague upon this nation. A plague of gun violence that has taken over this country. Two weeks ago, that plague claimed the lives of 10 black Americans who were massacred in broad daylight while shopping at a grocery store in Buffalo. They were black and they were in a grocery store. That is the reason they were shot by an 18-year-old with an AR-15. And then yesterday, just 10 days after Buffalo, that plague struck again in Uvalde, Texas, where 19, 19 innocent children and two teachers were gunned down at Robb Elementary in the middle of the school day, just before the start of summer when these kids were looking forward to having such a wonderful time with their family and friends. Gone. They're gone. America's gun epidemic is unmatched by any of our peer nations in the world. No American is safe from it. And the American people are sick and tired of it. But we also have a problem, a big problem, here in the United States Senate. A big problem in the United States Senate. The problem in the Senate is simple. Too many members on the other side of the aisle are disconnected from the suffering of the American people. Too many members on that side care more about the NRA than they do about families who grieve. Oh, fucking shit. Gun violence. To my Republican colleagues, imagine if it happened to you 
Imagine if this was your kid or your grandkid. Hold on, pause it for a second. How would you feel? So imagine if it happened to you. You mean like the gunman that shot a bunch of Republicans at a uh, baseball practice? Yep. You know, the that claimed he was doing it for Bernie Sanders? Mm hmm. Hmm. That, okay. that doesn't, that, but that doesn't count because it's for Bernie. Right. right, right. Yeah. He was a Bernie bro. Okay, go ahead. Could you ever forgive yourself for not supporting a simple law that would make these mass shootings less likely? Please. My thing is, gun laws only affect law-abiding citizens. Yeah, look at Chicago. These, Chicago, they, Chicago, New Ch York are two of the most LA. egregious states when it comes to getting a gun, like to get gun permit yeah chicago chicago the only people in chicago guns are the criminals and you yeah. know what they're shooting each other in you know they're having 20 deaths a weekend in that city you don't hear about that because it goes against their narrative oh yeah or they'll say well they're bringing them in from uh indiana well if that was the case why doesn't indiana have that problem All right. Please, um, please, damn it. There's only a little bit left. Put yourself in the shoes of these parents for once. Maybe that thought, putting yourself in the shoes of these parents instead of in the arms of the NRA, might let you wriggle free from the vice-like grip of the NRA, might free you to act on even a simple measure. For the sake of these children, these nine-year-olds, these 10-year-olds, these 11-year-olds, these beautiful children, please, damn it, please, think if it was your child or grandchild. There is you a know what I want at my son's school? I want security. Right? I want security at his school, and I want there to be armed security there to protect him. Because when he's home, I protect him. When we're out and about... I carry a firearm. I protect him. I don't want to be a victim. I want to be able to fight back. What the Democrats want is they want us to be victims. They want to take away our ability to defend ourselves. They want to make everybody reliant on them. That's what they want. And the way to do that is to demonize the guns and to take guns away from people that legally have them and have never my my firearms have never killed a person i i have i i have a firearm that uh was passed down from my grandpa to my dad to me never killed a person right killed a number of deer never killed a person we're not going to even with all of the it's a it's a mental health issue all of that there's always been mental health problems. The problem with school shootings and mass shootings has been in the past 30 years. And the reason that it's been a problem in the past 30 years is because of social media is because of, you know, you take the guy in Buffalo, he was radicalized on uh, Reddit, 4chan and discord. I think it was, mm -hmm. um, you know, he found people that he 
you know, rather than being out in the real world and having people say, dude, what you're saying, that's white supremacy. That's racist. That's no, he found people that agreed with him and he acted on it. Look at the guy from, so we got the guy in Buffalo, but yet they're not talking about the, uh, the, the gentleman who shot up a fucking subway in New York. He no. was just as much as a racist as the kid that did in Buffalo. Right. But he was in but it didn't go with their narrative. So we heard about it for a day and then it went away. Uh and uh, so it's a the thing is is you're not going to get evil people out of the world. You're not going to find and stop every person with a mental illness. You can't take away 300 million guns in the United States. It's not going to happen. What we need is we need to be able to protect ourselves, protect our children. You know, what happened after 9-11? Yeah, it's, for the most part, in my opinion, security theater, but we beefed up security at the airports and on planes. At the very least, they... They made it so that no one can enter the cockpit. Oh, yeah. At the very least, we did that. Um, you know, we're what we're not learning from these is we're not beefing up security. You know, how much was spent on COVID testing at schools this past two years when kids were not an actual vector of transmission, nor were they even really getting sick or dying themselves. They might've been getting sick, but they weren't dying uh, in any great number. I mean, more kids died from pneumonia the year before than COVID. So the, uh, and when I say pneumonia, I mean non-COVID related pneumonia. Sure. Uh, So, but yet we're not, our school district and our schools are not paying to have security. You can have security without having metal detectors and making kids walk through and scanning all the kids' bags and everything like that. You can do that, especially in the so, elementary school. So here's O'Rourke deciding to put his two cents in during... Oh, my God, um, he is such a clown. When Greg Abbott was having his little spiel about it excuse me excuse me <laughs> excuse me <laughs> sit down you're out of you're out of line and an embarrassment Sir, you are out of line. Sir, you are out of line. Please leave this auditorium. I can't believe you're a sick son of a bitch that would come to a deal like this to make a political issue. He is so disgusting. It's on assholes like you. Why don't you get out of here? He, he's there for literally just it. Like, well, oh he's God, running for governor. Listen, he ran for president and he lost. 
horribly. Yeah, because yeah, he ran on, I'm going to take your guns. Literally, he said, I'm going to take your guns. Then he ran for Senate and lost horribly. Now he thinks he's going to... Who are the people telling him that his ideas are good or that people want his ideas? He is such a... Oh, God. I don't even know what to say. He's a clown. That's what he is. Oh, he is. He's a, publi- he he's is. a publicity clown. And all. You know, and he does stunts like this that it's... It's sickening and it's disgusting that people would do so that. He can get, he, it's so he can get his name on on in the media. The media and you know and you know Joy Reid at MSNBC is going to play that and say he's speaking up uh, truth to power and all this bullshit. Oh yeah, and all it, it, it's 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 a uh, it's quite ridiculous. Granted, no one can predict when a school shooting has happened are there signs sure are people paying attention to them who knows um well, it's hard to pay attention so the thing is is i live in a small town all right oh yeah um so the what's it called the normalcy bias tells us that Oh, in our small town, it's never going to happen. So people aren't paying attention. I'm sure in that small, that was a small town. Mm-hmm. No one thought it was going to happen. Um, You know, because it's the normalcy bias. We always want what is normal. We don't want to think about something horrific happening. Um, They were actually uh, polling um, people in... Uh, um, uh, Kiev before Russia came in and they thought, oh yeah, it'll never happen. They'll ne- they, they, they might, uh, you know, try to come uh, across our borders, but they won't be able to take Kiev. They won't attack Kiev. Yeah. They fucking took it. Um, you know, it's that so- normalcy bias that makes people not see it. And that's why you need, you need security. What was it? What in Florida? A, a kid made a funny comment. Oh, I bought four ARs. I'm going to go to the school. The cops arrested him for that. Just that simple comment. Well, that's the other part of this too. Is whenever we so have like, one of these, it's either... they take it. They take it in the um, so far in the other direction. Like you have a. I, there's a story of a kid that got suspended or expelled because he uh, uh, bit his, um, uh, not toaster strudel, uh, his um, Pop-Tart into the shape of an L and was pointing it at kids like it was a gun. Yeah. You know, it. it they take it so far in the other direction that you don't need to do that. Yeah, keep a keep a watchful eye for major signs, stuff like that. Um, but more so than that, you need on-site security. You oh, need yeah. somebody that can lock down. That can... hell, you can have automatic locks on the doors. You know, you see a kid on camera walking through. 
you hit the button, uh, just like a fire drill or tornado drill, the kids drop down and the doors automate all the doors in the building automatically lock. Where, where I grew up in Maryland, um, we had, cause we were right outside of DC. We had, uh, nuclear bomb uh tests still going on where it's like oh get under the under your desk and because <laughs> your desk is the fetal position stop. and i'm like because yeah, that's gonna stop of, things i know I, I i did i remember doing it as a kid and i'm like how is this gonna protect me yeah from from being evaporated yeah but but I, I in guess. this case, you know, yeah, you do that. You don't have to have these, you know, shooter drills. Someone comes in and, and I always hate these shooter drills because I, I participated in them. And basically you're carrying a uh, a paint gun and they, you're not even just wearing goggles. You're wearing this big giant helmet and chest protector and them going, see, uh, they... Even if you have a gun, you don't have time to pull it out before he shoots you. It's like because he knows who the hell has a gun. Yeah. It's right? the guy with the big helmet on. So before right. they come in and try to shoot the teacher or shoot whoever, they're shooting the person with the gun. They're taking him out because they know who he is. I hate I mean, them drills. I know. I mean, it, it could be no better than Pelosi. Um, so well, before we get into Pelosi, uh, though, if you want to watch a good movie, I don't know if you have uh, Daily Wire, if you subscribe to them, but they have a movie called Run, Hide, Fight that a lot of what we're talking about actually happens in that movie. It's about a girl that basically fights back against uh, armed students that, hmm. you know, break in. But the police are were just like the police in this. They were basically useless and they set up a perimeter. So she was on her own the whole time. Oh, yeah. or she is on her own the whole time because the police rather than breaching there and uh so anybody uh you know get the daily wire uh actually uh they got the new gina carano movie coming out this summer also so um that'll be a good uh, uh terror on the prairie so that'll mm. be another good one but run hide yeah. fight is really good so good old poor pelosi she just can't fucking win uh she's uh she can't go get but um communion, communion from from the church because of her stance against abortion yep because which she shouldn't she should because you claim you're a catholic one of the catholic oh, yeah. doctrines oh yeah i love how that... Whoopi goldberg comes out and goes you can't stop her from that that's not your job actually the bishop's job is to tell you who can and cannot get communion Right. That is his you, only job. You follow these tenets or you're not Catholic. Or make your penance. Whatever. Right. But you have to understand abortion is a deadly sin in the eyes of the Catholic Church. It's a mortal sin. It's it's thou shall not kill. Correct. I believe that the child, as do I, in the womb is a person is a human as of conception yes yeah as um, of conception it's soon as those cells start developing it's its own being mm -hmm. and, and if you say 
And if you say that, uh, you know, we can kill that and then claim that you're Catholic, you're a hypocrite. You're not just a hypocrite. You're you're a charlatan. That's about right. That's what you are. And, uh, and then her husband was yesterday or Friday was just charged with a DUI in Napa Valley while she was at a university speaking. I'm like, oh, um, I guess insider training is now being classified as DUI. Because um, yeah. he's made a lot of money off his wife's uh, Knowledge. political decisions. Yep. Before they happen. That's... So... And, of course, her and uh, a bunch of other Democrats voted against uh, the bill that was proposed to uh, um, stop insider trading. In. Yep. <laughs> All right. All. She's like, oh, we should be. We, it's a free market. Everyone should be allowed to participate. It's not, not a free market if you control the market. Writing the goddamn bill. Yep. Um, next one, uh, doctors, uh, prove this comes from daily mail. Uh, oh, yeah. that, uh, Leah Thompson has an unfair advantage, uh, in swimming because of the amount of testosterone in his body. It's, yes, it's her body, he. her body. I guess it's it, her now. I guess we should be did, politically correct. Did he and cut his she, winky off? Yes. The winky is gone. I believe yeah, the winky he. is it's gone. Still, it's still a, it's still a he without a winky. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. Still okay, so here's winky. here's my thing. Barry Bonds, remember him, the baseball player, yes. and um, uh, who was the other baseball home run uh, during that time? Um, Sammy Sosa. Nope, after Sammy Sosa, uh, um, but I think he was uh, embroiled in it too. Uh, they basically took away their a lot of their home runs, or they they had a big uh, thing uh, in the Senate, a big yeah. I remember that. I can't remember um, his name because of steroids, but it wasn't supposedly steroids they were taking. It was testosterone. Yep. And they said, well, the fact that you're using more testosterone than your body can naturally make, or that your other players have, gives you an unfair advantage. Yep. How is a guy who even at the age of uh how old is he like 21 22 sure. um 20 whatever it is somebody that's been a, a guy their whole life with male testosterone male levels of testosterone male muscle mass that on average is 30% more than females uh of the same weight um how is that not the same thing as taking testosterone enhancing drugs? It's not. It's not any different. And all he he knew he she she whatever Leah Thompson they, knew they them um sure cake. when when he was in the men's competition he ranked. 400 460th yeah well in that category 
he was so far low on the totem pole, he switched his gender to win a trophy. Right. What the fuck? I no, you can not just say that's how it. That, but the thing is, it's how it's perceived. Well, he sucked at the at the sport as a man. Oh, I'm gonna become a woman and become dominant. That's like LeBron James becoming a woman and going. In, does he go? Does he stay in the NWA? Because he's still technically LeBron James, but now as well, whatever. Not even LeBron James. LeBron James is like one of the best in the NBA. We're talking. I don't know. I don't watch basketball, but watch somebody rides the pine the whole time yeah and can't make it in the nba so they switch to the wnba now wnba basically has no viewers because nobody wants to watch a bunch of women you know shoot it's because they're popular well it's not as exciting have you ever tried watching it i can't stand basketball to begin with but then i watch the wnba and i'm like this is really boring i don't i don't really watch basketball at all but actually um, but you take, you take somebody that is, you know, okay, here's a great example. And I know I've used this many a times. I coach high school wrestling. All right. In Michigan, they finally, this past year had a, because there's enough girls that have, are wrestling and I love the sport expanding into male and female. I don't think it should sure. be just a male sport. Um, growing up, I think. I saw like one girl wrestler. Now, just about every team, my team had two, uh, you know, other teams. Um, but I'm going to talk about a friend of mine who in women's this year was second in the state. She's going to be a state champion next year. I know it. I'm going to train her for it. Um, but, um, and she's already being uh, uh, prospected by colleges. Uh, but, uh, she didn't even make it out of district. In fact, she lost most of her matches against males, even though she won almost all of her tournaments against females. They're the same weight. Her weight as a female wrestling against other females, her weight is the exact same weight as her weight wrestling other guys. So it's not like they were bigger it's her. not a it's not a weight it's not a weight prop it's not a weight it's no. just a genetically sized difference differential well it's it's they're the same size it's muscle mass you know um yeah. for guys uh we ha we have to take uh an alpha test of the guys and they can't drop below seven percent body fat okay for the guys for yeah. girls it's eighteen percent. Oh, Jesus. Because girls are naturally have more body fat than men. They have to. That's that's a part of biology. That's, yeah. you know, they need that. That's the nourishment for their body when they have kids. It's a part of their uh, skeletal makeup. It's all of that. Yeah. Women naturally have to have more body fat than men. So men are naturally stronger we have testosterone we have denser muscles all of that every so often you might get an anomaly out there um i'm sure just about 
every woman in the UFC can kick my ass. Sure. Okay. But they're the anomaly of women. And they can't really compete against other men in the UFC because every guy that makes it to the UFC can kick my ass. It's just, that's, that's the thing. So, you know, I'm not going to say I can go out and I can beat Serena Williams in tennis. She'll kick my ass, but you put Serena Williams. In fact, she did go up against the guy that was ranked like a hundred and some, uh, a number of years ago and she got her ass kicked. So, okay. So that's that. We're kind of going lightning round with these because we spent a lot of time. Uh, yeah. I, I would figure her. we're going to end it with uh, the the Project Veritas. Uh, Let's jump straight to that. Um, that's what I was going to do. Just because then I got a, a couple videos that might be funny. So, so Project Veritas, we all know they're they're very um, clever how they do this. This the, is the one army of the that Project Veritas must have for them to uncover so much that they do. They have to have such an army of people that we don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. About. The, well, right now we don't make profit, so it's going to say ideology, which is what's led us to not being profitable. The rest of us who have been here believe in something that's good for the planet. And Pause it real just... quick so we can give some context. Um, that is uh, Alex Martinez talking uh, to an undercover Project Veritas agent at a bar. Uh, mm -hmm. He's uh, the lead client partner uh, partner at Twitter. Um, and it's so funny, uh, this story, because part of what he said is uh, he, he felt candid talking to this person because he knew about Project Veritas was going after Twitter, but because he knew this person went out on a couple dates with them beforehand. He knew that oh, they yeah. could trust them. <laughs> it was, it's hilarious. Okay, go ahead. People free speech. Because again, like these people really do believe in what we're doing. These are the policies we've put in place for misinformation or mislabeling media or whatever. Yeah. Why do you think this should be taken down? Yeah. Like those are the questions they're gonna ask him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be hard for him to be like, oh, because people should make their own decision. It's like, no, but people don't know how to make a rational decision if you don't put out correct things that are supposed to be out in the public. As an advertiser, as my business, is what I do every day and why I go out is like, we want it to be as fair and transparent and accurate as possible. Yeah, and if that means. There, there's a level of censorship to make it correct, quote unquote. Again, and what does correct mean? I guess like, it just kind of goes into the idea of like, well, what is correct? If we're influencing all these rules that there's, and Elon wants to dismantle them, then technically our ideology has led us to not making money because we're not making money. And Elon wants to turn it the other way so that we can make money. There's a statement they need all 7,000 people to say. And so they can't, like, tell us the bike. The real truth. He has Oscars. Yeah, yeah, I know that. So he's special. Your special needs. You're literally special needs. So, Jesus. I can't even take what you're saying seriously. Targeting of tweets. Wait, 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 wait. You can read it. Let me see. 
and how to protect yourself. Groups like Project Veritas are active right now. Is that, it's like some group that Project Veritas. Like I he, love how this person he intentionally said it wrong. Yeah. And, uh, and this it's is like, the Project Veritas guy reading an internal memo that they're being targeted by Project Veritas. That's trying to just out the employees. Like they're trying to go on dates with them like this and record them and then go sell it to the New York Times and say, this is what the Twitter employee just said. This is what's really yeah, happening. He should have kicked himself. He probably should have kicked himself for this. Because I would questioning everything that. about you. And he even said, I'd be questioning everything about you. Yeah, if I didn't if I didn't go on dates with you before, or I didn't know you before, something like that. Hilarious. All right, and then there's targeting tweet. Mr. Uh, Sir Urushi, whatever his name is, he deleted everything about his profile because he yeah. ended up getting caught after this. It's well, of course he did. I mean, do you think there's a difference between Twitter's definition of free speech and Elon's definition of free speech? Twitter does not belong to free speech. What do you Elon mean? Free speech. So do you think there's a difference between Twitter's definition Positive of free speech and Elon's definition of free speech? Twitter does not belong to free speech. What do you Elon mean? Free speech. So He's basically saying that Sir is a senior engineer at Twitter following Elon Musk purchasing Twitter. Uh, Morganson seems to not like it, I guess. I, I didn't read yeah. it, but because Twitter wants to censor bullying and harassment. And the idea of free speech is that you can bully and harass people. Um, and Twitter does not believe in this value as a platform. It's not conducive to a business. If you want to run a business, like even Facebook or Instagram. They don't want people bullying and harassing, like or even YouTube. They straight up any toxic behavior. They're like, nope, we can't have it. Example, like if you bully a transgender, the right, the right thing is okay. The left is not. Ideologically, uh, pause, pause it real quick. The problem with that. So he says. uh you can't bully a or transgender. The right thinks it's okay. The left does not. What's your definition? I, I don't think it's right to bully anybody, transgender or not. But what's your definition? Do you mean saying, like I did with Leah Thompson, saying, okay, Leah Thompson isn't a woman. He's a man that thinks that he's a woman. a woman. Yeah. That's now to the left, that's bullying. Or to me, that's pointing out biological fact. Biologically, yeah. Leah Thompson is a man. That's the problem Leah with Thompson Twitter. Was born a man. And you know what? Regardless and if decided uh, to make the choice of becoming a woman. And you can't make a choice to become a woman. That's the thing. You're still going to be a man. Leah Thompson's still going to have to get his prostate checked when he's 40 years old. This is so, true. Um, regardless. Uh, that's not bullying, but to Twitter and to the left, that is bullying because you're saying something they don't like. That's the difference of the definition. 
on the right, not the left. So if everyone on the right wing will be like, bro, it's okay to say, just gotta tolerate it. Uh, the left will be like, no, I'm not gonna tolerate it. I need a censor. Or else I'm not gonna be able to talk about it. So it does double right. It's true, there is a bias. That is what it is today. So the problem with that also is life, and I'm trying to teach my son this. In fact, uh, uh, me and uh, um, his other sensei uh, were try are trying to teach him, and I think it comes from Rocky, but basically life isn't fair. Life is going to knock you down. You have to learn to tolerate a lot of things you don't like. It's not about and, how hard you hit. It's about how hard you hit, get hit, and get back up. Exactly. That is the, that is. And, and that's the difference between the right and the left. The right believes in individuality. And, you know, yeah, we have to tolerate a lot of bullshit from the left, and we do tolerate it. The left doesn't want to tolerate it. They want to shut you up so that you can't say it, so that you don't exist. They want to deplatform you they want to uh take you out so that they don't have to listen to you even if what you say is true they don't want somebody else to be able to hear it and then what that does is that creates extremists in my opinion because then you have people that fight back even harder and go to these discord groups and the, these underground outlets to be able to you know Nothing that, uh, uh, so uh, the MAGA king uh, the said, ultra the ultra MAGA king, uh, he said a lot of bullshit. Like literally, that's, I like how Ben Shapiro puts it, that's going to be on his tombstone. Uh, here lays Donald Trump. He said a lot of shit. Yeah. But I, I, not, I, I, nothing yeah. what he said was harmful. Wrong. No. Was wrong or harmful. Even if you don't so, agree with it. He was, the thing with Trump was, he was a realist. He, he, he talked to you in the moment, at the moment when it happened. It's not like he, he like, he bent to anybody's will. No, he, he was, was a realist, but what, what got him, I think, in, a, in some trouble, even with conservatives, was that uh, everything was um uh what's the word i'm looking for um and all or nothing like you know this is the best this is the worst this is you know not saying hey this is a really good idea say yeah. this is the best idea that ever came up and no other ideas were ever, ever came close Dude, that was wrong like when he was in office he accomplished damn near almost everything he sought out to do right He's the only president that went into North Korea territory without guards. He made us energy independent. His policies allowed us to he be energy independent. He peace to the Middle East that hasn't been around in hundreds of years. Right. By two treaties. Sure... Two treaties in one year. Well, no, what was great is how he did it is because he... He said, fine, these two want to keep arguing. I'm going to get a treaty with everybody around it. Yeah. And that's, and it, it forced everybody to fucking stop fighting. 
And it right. was like, and that's the, a badass. That's, that's a badass. And the thing is, is that's why that's why I don't use Twitter. Um, outside of libs of TikTok, you know, I'll go on and read, but I don't post stuff on Twitter. Uh, because until Elon Musk takes over and completely changes it, which now I'm not they, even sure he's going to do. Yeah, because what as of lately with everything going through, because what one of the stipulations was that they had to produce all the bot accounts. They had to produce a document on what percentage. Yeah. And because in the FEC filing, they said it was 5%, uh, the Twitter CEO of Twitter or whoever. Yeah. But now independent sources are saying it could be up to 20, 25% or higher. Was great as Joe Biden's. They announced like it was like 10 million of his subscribers were all bots. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, ah, you, you suck. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and that's that's one of his goals with Twitter is he wants to sell it as a business to advertisers. And one of the ways he wants to do it is to say, listen, rather than saying we have this many million people, we can say, listen, we have this many million people that we know are people. Yes. And we'll actually see your advertisement, not a bunch of bots, you know, that don't pay attention and just look for keywords to um make replies correct and so will it go through at this point i don't know a part of me also wonders if elon did this just to fuck with twitter like the I ultimate troll the ultimate troll is hey you know what i'm gonna buy twitter if i can't buy twitter you can't produce all this i'm just gonna tank your stock and basically wipe you out but the thing is, is Twitter is ran by these leftist um, ideologues. The problem with the left is that they are the very the dictatorial. Is, like, They're yeah, very well, dictatorial. They, if if you either agree with them or you're silenced, that's it. No, nope. they'll I call mean, you with, a bully. They'll call you this to silence you. With with what Elon Musk is doing about trying to figure out who. The, the stock has started to drop in its price. So the FCC filing, there was an, I think there FEC. was an addendum added. If once everything was met, if the price went down, the overall sale price will actually match whatever the stock is at. So he yeah. may ended up getting it a lot cheaper than what he offered it originally. So the stock is down to forty dollars and five cents today. Yeah, because what when he as of, the sales like fifty four dollars at the time, right? Uh, and it was at thirty eight dollars, I think, before he bought in his stock, and then it jumped up to like forty six or forty seven. Yep. And then I'm gonna zoom in here. He made a one time uh, offer of. Like $54 a share. At uh, On April 5th, it was uh, $50.98. That was right after uh, he bought. But right yeah. before that, it was $38.82. In the last year, the highest it got, according to the Apple stock app, and I'm just kind of looking and scrolling around, 
Uh, looks like $68.63. So. All right. And as of May 20th, so last week, it was down to $38 again. Oh, March 4th, it was down to $33. So. Okay. Um, but basically, Twitter sucks. And the people that work there are the ones that run everything and they, they build everything to basically quash free speech and we have it in their own words. That that's their goal. That's, um, yep. The Supreme Court leaker uh, was discovered and it wasn't who we thought it was, would be. I always thought it was like uh, someone uh, from Elena, Kane, uh, Elena Kagan's, uh, one of her people. Can only hope. But um, according to Newsbreak, um, or the Associated Press, should I say, um, it was actually uh, Gail Curley, who uh, was a marshal for the Supreme Court. Um, Curley, uh, she was. Uh, Handed an assignment to oversee uh, the unprecedented uh, breach. Of, or no, earlier this month, Curly was handed a bombshell of an assignment overseeing the uh, unprecedented breach of the Supreme Court secrecy, the leak of a draft opinion and apparent uh, votes on major abortion case um, to Politico, the Roe v. Wade overturn. Um, let's see here. People who know Curly describe her as a uh, former Army colonel and military lawyer as possessing the right temperament. Um, I'm confident in truth, although. So Curly wasn't the one. Am I reading this incorrectly? Uh, um, I guess she, I'm, I'm not sure how, because they said, I guess she may be the one looking for whoever leaked it. I guess. Okay, it says search for Supreme Court leaker falls to former yes. army. So she's the one investigating. I'm sorry. Yes. So I'm we scratch, misread that one. Yeah, I misread. Take the, take that back. So it could still be uh something. She's the one investigating. Um the investigation doesn't uh appear to have any real precedent. No, because it's never happened in the history of the Supreme Court. Um Overseeing the investigation is a new to Curly in her military career. She routinely oversaw a dozen or more criminal and administrative investigations and supervised a large number of attorneys and paralegals. So, uh, still Curly found time. Unfortunately, Germany. Okay, so they're still searching. So uh, uh, I take it back. Uh, this person didn't was not the leaker. Uh, she is the investigator trying to find the leaker. So it could still be someone in Elena, Kagan, uh, Elena Kagan's camp, like I think it is. Or Sonia Sotomayor. Uh, yeah, one of the two. My apologies. I misread that article. The way it was written, I was like, well, uh, so, yes. So, no, the investigation is still ongoing, but they have a lead investigator for it, which is handy because that means they're taking this as serious as possible. 
Um, and yeah. my camera disappeared, but whatever. Um, well, and uh, also uh, uh, the next thing is uh, on our docket is that the uh, what's going to happen with the Ministry of Truth? I God, I'm the so glad DHS Disinformation Governance Board. Yeah. So. So Nina Jankowitz, who was ahead of it, uh, resigned. Um, she was kooky to begin with, though. Have you oh, seen God, some of was... her TikToks and some of her? She did. She did like a disinformation parody to. I think did we play that on here? The dis her disinformation parody to uh, um, Mary Poppins. I think it was. Yes. Like she is just weird to begin with, and then they they put her on this. I mean. Right from the beginning, there shouldn't be a, a disinformation, not from the government, because, uh, or misinformation, because, especially with the Department of Homeland Security, because disinformation technically means it comes from the government. Like, you know, Russia puts out disinformation campaigns, you know, with the war and all that stuff. Um, but the Homeland so Security she, is. She was local mm -hmm. it's not it's not the state department nope so she was on cbs news uh, uh space the nation um and she's going to she she feels like she was wronged by being terminated um from this and she's going to explain why just three weeks after it was announced, amid criticism from Republicans, the board was established in April to standardize the handling of disinformation across various agencies in DHS. Nina Jankowitz joins us now. Thank you so much. She's the former executive director of the Disinformation Governance Board. She also is the author of How to Lose the Information War and How to Be a Woman Online. So, Nina, do you think the Disinformation Board was the victim of in, in fact, misinformation, given the backlash it saw? Actually, Jamie, I would say that the Disinformation Governance Board was the victim of disinformation. So the difference between dis and misinformation is disinformation is false, mis false information spread with malign intent. And clearly there was a malign intent on some actors in the media and in politics who just really stood up to uh, the the formation of this board because it would be confronting disinformation. They completely mischaracterized its mission. And frankly, uh, this childish behavior is endangering our national security now. This, this board was set up to counter real disinformation that makes Americans less safe. Things about uh, false information related to disasters, border security, our elections, and other critical infrastructure like... Elections. You want to hear that? election right. yes because <laughs> there was so much crap going on during the 2020 election and she you know called out a handful of things as oh it's russian misinformation but yet it actually found out to be true right right she literally said that the uh, hunter biden laptop was russian misinformation now we're finding not just through the New York Times and the Washington Post that, oh, it was actually true. But we're finding out in uh, through uh, court uh, subpoenas that what was on there was true. And 
people are probably going to end up going to jail because of it. Oh, yeah. Pipelines and banks. Um, so those who stand in opposition to the board, which, as the secretary said, was just an internal coordinating mechanism, something to, to make sure that we were efficient and using best practices, are standing in the way of our national security. It is. This is a, this is a tough one here. And I have to tell you, the things that I was reading about what was said to you online and how your family had to deal with death threats in particular, you're an expert on disinformation online and in particular women who experience online abuse and harassment. Can you describe for people just what your life has been like and, you know, just what your family was under? Well, Jamie, I've, I've dealt with harassment before, but nothing like this. This was three weeks of just an onslaught. There were maybe one or two days over the past three weeks where I didn't have to report a violent threat to the security services at DHS. And uh, your viewers can't see, but I'm 38 weeks pregnant. Uh, not that that saves me from criticism, but certainly I, I, sh I believe that we should be able to have a serious conversation in the United States about real issues that, you know, I understand why Americans are upset about the idea of, of a board that might decide what's true or false. Of course, that's not what the board was going to be doing. But Bullshit. Yeah. I will call fucking bullshit on that whatsoever. That's exactly what the board's job is, is to, to decide tell you what's what true. Was, what they believe is true and what believe was false. Right. And, okay, let's play devil's advocate and say that's not what the board's job is right now. There is a reason for years, and I still am, was against the Patriot Act because I said... Yeah, right now, with this administration, the Bush administration, it's used for good. What happens when you get an administration that comes in and doesn't and wants to use it against their political enemies? Like we're seeing right now where they use the Patriot Act and portions of uh, Homeland Security against parents standing up at uh, school board meetings. Yeah. Still, my favorite one is at an Ohio school where the mayor goes into the school board and tells them either all to resign or you're all going to be arrested. That's, and that was awesome. That was fuck. He just he just like dropped the mic and just walked out. Fucking like they all had they couldn't argue it because it was like, uh, what? Yeah. I mean, at least he gave them the option to resign. Right. To keep their <laughs> dignity and resign. If you can call it that, but. Sure, um, whatever. But, so, so Jankowitz is gone. Uh, I don't well, know the what board the board is. Right now, the disinformation board uh, panel is actually put on hiatus at this current time. So, our the United States' Ministry of Truth is hopefully gonna stay that as a figment of their imagination hopefully so um we can only hope and into the future so right. being with that said uh i think we should call this motherfucker a night um, well, let's throw let's throw a couple uh a couple things in there go for uh, it just for fun so all right so this uh this video right here I got off TikTok. These are TikTok videos that I got. Um this is about uh you know to all males 
and she's holding up a toilet seat. You know, I agree that is actually extremely easy, but you know, when you're going into the bathroom and approaching the toilet, you could just be like, oh, look at that, the toilet seat's up. Maybe I should put the toilet seat down so I don't end up cheek deep in ass water. So you approach the toilet, oh, wow, that was super difficult. And then you can be like, oh, wow, I just sat on the toilet and I'm not cheek deep in ass water. I mean, you check to make sure a chair's under you before you sit down, don't you? You back your car out of the garage without looking in your rearview mirror first? I'm just trying to figure out who came up with this one-sided rule where it's a man's responsibility to prevent female stupidity. Don't sit in ass water. Put this toilet seat down. Takes the same amount of effort, lady. I don't have this problem with my wife. Um, you know, but I did uh, have two girls as roommates uh, when I was in college that they would get so pissed at uh, me and the other guys for not putting the seat down. And it's like, you know, when I have to take a shit, I usually look to see if the seat's down first. Right. And then I put it down. I don't just like turn around and don't pay attention and drop. I mean, maybe my once or twice in my life me. that might have happened, but. My daughter yelled at me. She was, Daddy, you forgot to put the toilet seat down. I said, yeah. You forgot to put the toilet seat up when you were done. She goes, but that's not my responsibility. I said, neither is mine. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Okay. Next one is this. <laughs> what kind of Mario wear? Denim, denim, denim. <laughs> denim, denim, denim. Denim, denim, denim. That that oh. that was a that was a simple joke. Oh. All right. Next. Coming on. I don't know. I thought that was funny. Are you still with me or did I lose you? I'm still here. No, no, okay. I'm still here. Okay. This is one that Next. we might get a l little bit of conversation. This is my la uh, second to last one. Actually, you know what? I'm going to make this the last one, and I'm going to make this the second. So this is uh, uh, Ben Shapiro. If you Do you listen to him at all? Yes. I, I okay. listen to a little bit of him, yeah. Okay. So... Um, this is uh, him talking about uh, Biden calling Trump the great MAGA king. It's great. So here's President Biden screaming about food shortages, which he's still the president. And then something about a great MAGA king or something, which is like the great MAGA king who brought spices to baby Jesus or something. What, what is he talking about? Now? <laughs> Remember those long lines you'd see in the television, people lining up in all kinds of vehicles. 
just to get a box of food in their trunk. How quickly we forget. You forget. People were hurting. Oh. And what did the MAGA crowd want to do? Forget it. Forget it. God, this is the United States of America. The idea. Didn't that happen while he was president? That it people did. would have to wait in line an hour, hour and a half to get a box of food. He was in president when this was happening, by the way. Yeah. Last year. Just yeah, unbelievable. He was president. Um. What? Hey, that, that happened while you were president. Also, when the pandemic first began, there was bipartisan spending that blew it out in true Joe Biden fashion. So I'm not sure what he is yelling about. So then you have Joe Biden and he is um, and he's talking about the great MAGA MAGA king. I, I don't know why he would do this much branding work on behalf of Donald Trump, but apparently he now is. So here he is. I, I think. Donald Trump should come up with uh, T-shirts that says Ultra Mega and him walk around with a crown that says I'm the yeah. Mega King. It, like, it could happen. And that would be awesome. That'd be like ultimate trolling. He's talking about the great Mega King who came to Bethlehem with frankincense and myrrh in his great Mega crown. Murder. Under my predecessor, the great Mega King... The deficit increased every single year he was president. <laughs> Why is he just creating branding opportunities for Trump now? It's amazing. Like in the last week, because he thinks, as I said before, that if you just dust a light sprinkling of Trump over everything, that people go, Ugh, ah, and then they run screaming to Joe Biden's terrible positions. That's not the way this works. So he's created a bunch of branding opportunities for Trump. Trump's sitting over here like, this is amazing. Now I can brand shirts, ultra mega, ultra super yes. duper mega mega. And, and I am great mega king. So here's the thing. He also is increasing the deficit just at a slightly lower rate than during the biggest spending binge we have ever seen in world history in 2020 during the pandemic. But great MAGA king is, is pretty weird branding. I don't know. I kind of yeah. like it. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I, I, I will probably vote for anybody else, but Trump uh, in the primaries, but, um, I still like it. The great MAGA you, king. You know, this is this is the thing. If Trump wins in twenty twenty four, he his first thing he will say is that they had to steal the election to keep him out of office. Yes, you know that that's going to be a part of his inaugural speech. So if he wins, it is going to be one of the most oddly frowned upon comments. Oh, it took the Democratic Party to steal the election in 2020 for me not to get my second four-year term. Yeah. That's 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 going to be the interesting part, and yeah. all. I would honestly think if he ran again, I think he would have DeSantis as his running mate. That would be the interesting. Because DeSantis be the will. Smart thing is DeSantis. I I would like to see DeSantis run for president. Oh yeah, because I think he could win. I think he would. He would win 
all of the mega people and anybody that's He'd kind win of on all the fence. Of Florida. Yeah. And anybody that's kind of on the fence. Um, you know, the problem with yeah. Trump is that Trump uh doesn't look good to a lot of extremely moderate Republicans or, you know, um, so-called uh, centrists, you know, that are not less. The thing is Joe Biden is going to create the next Ronald Reagan. Oh yeah. Regardless of who is next. We're already in stagflation. It just, they haven't announced it yet, but we know we are. And now um, they're not going to. Yeah, they they're doing everything they can not to announce that at all. And the thing is, is uh, well, we already had our first quarter of uh, declines. So one more quarter, it's officially a recession, and a recession combined mm-hmm. with uh, um, uh, price increases of uh, 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 inflation inflation creates stagflation. Um, but then on top of that, look at the gas prices. And one of the proposals, I don't think I heard it from Biden himself or anything, but, uh, I did read somewhere. One of the proposals is, well, if we just ration, uh, how much gas people can get, that'll bring prices down. What the fuck? What the fuck? It's going to go back. Was it during the Jimmy Carter era that you could only get gas? on on certain days based on your license plate yes like what the fuck are you fucking kidding me oh all right what's your last one last one all right fact of life women always have more questions than men have answers to great example of this six seven months ago i get a text one day the text says, please pray for Tom. He was in a bad wreck. I walk into the kitchen where my wife is. I said, hey, I just got a text that said, please pray for Tom. He was in a bad wreck. She said, was he driving? I said, I don't know. I just got a text that said, please pray for Tom. He was in a bad wreck. Were Carol and the kids in the car with him? I don't know. I just got a text that said, please pray for Tom. He was in a bad wreck. Were the people in the other car hurt? I don't know. I just got a text that said, please pray for Tom. He was in a bad wreck. What hospital did they take him to? I don't know. I just got a text. Please pray for Tom. He was in a bad wreck. She said, well, you don't know anything. What do you know? I know you need to pray for Tom. I just got a text. Said he was in a bad wreck. My, my, I've seen, I've shown that to my wife before, and she's right in that boat. Mine, uh, too. I'll be like, sure. Oh, what do you know? Not a damn thing. This is all I know. Yes. Didn't my you ask questions? Was... No, that was yes, not. Yes, my that wife was doesn't. The... What are you doing? Oh, I need to go help my dad. Uh, You know, he's having, uh, he wants some help with the boat. Oh, what time are you going to uh, come back? I don't know. It depends how long it takes to help him with the boat. Oh, what's wrong with the boat? I don't know. My dad told me he needs help with the boat. Oh, well, you know, and she's just like that. She's going through wanting to know all this stuff. And I'm like, why would I ask all these questions? My dad said he needs help with the boat. I'm just going to go help with the boat. Like, is it? I women that listen to this, is this a woman thing? Like I don't know. I think it is. I want to say it is. But we huh. That's a 
two so, hour and 25 minute mark so good lord yeah i know we haven't done it like in like two and a half weeks so um again this is episode 35 of fire talk radio check us out on our website firetalkradio.com email us at firetalknetwork at gmail.com voicemail us at 814-380-9820 and always check us out on facebook at fire talk radio so and all music is brought to you by psycho stick see you guys next time <laughs>